Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, a conversation about literature and art, about duende and queerness and coping and tea, border blur and misfits and community, secret places, ragged edges. Angel House Press. I'm your host, Amanda Earle. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. This is episode 82, and I'm here with Stephanie Malosh and Amelia Morgan from Coven Editions. Welcome, Stephanie and Amelia. Hi. Hey. It's nice to have you both on the show. I'm really, I'm really pleased. We're going to be doing um, a whole thing in 2022 where I talk to a lot of different small presses and reading series from Canada, Europe, the UK, and the US. So you're basically the first. I don't know if you're. Are you the first of the year? Well, you might be the first of the year. <laughs> That's exciting. So yeah. So you're my practice session. You're my practice session. So uh, <laughs> if anything goes wrong, this is what you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you can, well, things always go a little bit uh one thing about about what we do is um i i I may have a whole bunch of questions that i originally have planned to ask but we often go off on tangents and i love tangents so here's to tangents so uh, yeah tangents Tangents are my main form of communication yeah i think that's our speciality yeah (laughs) so i'm going to talk i'm just going to read the little thing about the um the press and then I'll, I'll start asking you questions eventually I like to hear the sound of my own voice apparently so I talk and talk so <laughs> interrupt me at any point so Coven Editions is a literary small press based in Amelia's apartment specializing in creative handmade chapbooks Coven seeks to showcase and circulate work by Canadian artists with diverse and intersecting identities with a focus on emerging writers from Ontario's literary community and um, I have to say that I have, I, when I when I started to look around, I have publications from Coven Editions all over my apartment, I, like everywhere, from Ian Martin's Places to Hide on my living room shelf, to Conjuration, a little uh, box of, uh, in a little box of tiny chapbooks. For the longest time, I had Dalton Dirks, Dirksen's Broadside on my hallway wall, but I see it's not there, so I don't know where it, what happened to it. It's as you come in the door, and then the first little bundle of broadsides tied up in ribbon from 2017, which I got at the small press fair way back when there. And, <laughs> that was before we even officially launched the press. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have, like, yeah. Test run. Yeah. yeah. Do we really want to commit to this? Let's yeah. do some broadsides, <laughs> and then maybe we'll have a launch party in the new year. Yeah. A, a broadside is a good way to start a relationship, and then you get into the full-fledged chapbook, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when we published Ian's broadside, and we loved it so much. Yeah. We were so excited when he wanted to send us a manuscript. So that was the first chapbook we published as well. Ian was yeah. in the first round of broadsides yeah. and our first ever chapbook. Yeah, and it was so exciting to celebrate, like, our opening launch as Coven Editions with this broadside yeah yeah and I remember too uh, like uh, for Angel House Press uh, we had published uh, Ian's uh, a chapbook of Ian's as well and they were like they were at the same time it was quite lovely that they both came out together and also you're now your online magazine Death Cup which I read on Waldo which is my surface we call our surface And so I feel like you've done a lot in a short time. When you said you said you officially launched in February 2018, seems to me that you're a caring press that is amplifying and sharing underrepresented voices, my favorite kind, and giving them a platform um, and a home. The works you publish have some common threads, such as trying to find ways to cope in Ian Martin's Places to Hide or Dessa Bayrock and, and uh, 
I've forgotten this is uh, co-authors. Yeah, so in and Katie Staubert's uh, chat book, or, or, uh, The Trick to Feeling Safe at Home, which is a really great title. And then um, Ghost Rituals and Spells that Run Through Grimoire or Appear in Much of the Poetry and Fiction Throughout Death Cap, Chapbooks and Broadsides. Styles are eclectic, running the gamut from the plain and direct work of Aidan Corey in in Ujunga, I Am Alive, to the surreal and sumptuous poetry of M Aaron Emily and Vance in The Sorceress Who Left Too Soon. Some work tends to be linear narrative, while others such as Ian Martin's Places to Hide is more fragmented and intermingled. I think you're doing beautiful and important work through your curation, design, and production, making space for queer and BIPOC writers in particular, and giving readers a chance to find work by those who they can relate to and recognize. So uh, kudos, kudos. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like all of that is everything we strive to do. So I'm glad okay. that we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. We don't have to have a conversation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Nailed it. Conversation yep. over. A plus. That's right. So I guess I'd like to start to actually listening to you now, both of you now. Can you tell me a bit about yourselves? How did you meet and how did you end up starting Coven Editions? <laughs> Well, Stephanie and I, we went to University of Ottawa together. Um, I was in second year when Steph started, and um, we actually met during Frosh Week. Yeah. I was volunteering, and she was <laughs> participating. Yeah, I was helping run it, and she was participating in Frosh Week. Yeah, and um, I was just up to some shenanigans, and she seemed like one of the coolest guides to approach, <laughs> and I was like, hey. I caught her smoking pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my. Um, Oh and my. so during one of the party nights, I knew that she was the guide to ask to take me off path a little bit to go <laughs> smoke a joint before going into the club. If uh, anybody from University of Ottawa is listening, this didn't happen. None of this happened. <laughs> I never facilitated this. I didn't do that. <laughs> it's all imaginary. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. This is all theoretical. Um, so that was like when we first met. We had a couple of courses together and then... Yeah. Um, Steph actually moved to Germany. She went to Germany for what, eight months, a year almost? Yeah, six months. Wow. Six months. Yeah. And um, while she was in Germany, Steph was like sad and lonely. I was sad yeah. and lonely. And we we're talking to each other online. We're like, man, I wish we were together. If we were together, we would start a literary press. <laughs> so, and yeah, that's 2016. November of 2016 is when Death Cap, or not Death Cap, Coven Editions was like, Found it? Found it? <laughs> Steph like went ahead and bought the domain name and set up the website before we even had yeah. any oh, idea yeah. to publish. Yeah. Like yeah. we had a logo before we had any idea what kind of work we wanted to put out. We're like, we're gonna do this. When you yeah. come back, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like we had one conversation about it and I was just like, all right, what did it what would it look like if we did this? And so I just set up an entire website like almost it was overnight. Awesome. It was sent awesome. it to Mia <laughs> who in a different time zone who was probably just waking up being like, What? <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, we're starting a small press. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this is a common uh, uh origin story for small presses that there's there's someone who, like that people that we just sort of get enthusiastic about something like a name or or uh, just the possibilities and we just start and then and then we're off without really knowing necessarily anything about how to run a small press or <laughs> anything like that but yeah, you know. we have a good dynamic too because I'm always like what if we did this what if we did this what if we did this and I have like a thousand ideas yeah. and so like okay and makes it happen and it's just <laughs> it's awesome I'm like what if we started an yeah. online magazine and she's sending me 
well, I think we should call it Death Cap. What do you think about this logo? What do you think about this title? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly how my husband, Charles, and I work for Angel House Press. I come up with an idea and I, I always have, I have like, I have so many ideas that what I have to do is I have to start like just keeping them in a list and not acting on them right away because I have too many things to do at once. Right. So, but he's always like, he'll buy the domain really quickly. Like that happened to us with nationalpoetrymonth.ca. I said, I wonder oh, yeah. if the League of Canadian Poets has the nationalpoetrymonth.ca domain and they didn't. So we bought it and then we figured out what to do with it later. <laughs> right? and, that's how we did it. and it took off. It took off. Like nationalpoetrymonth.ca yeah. is like, that's what you check for the whole month of April when you want to get your thoughts. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and, and the difference is it, with that too is it's something that transcends boundaries of both poetry and also geographic boundaries. So and it was kind of an uh, opposite to bywords.ca where it's specifically for people who have lived, worked, or, or studied in, in Ottawa. So it kind of, that would, it, that, that would get that different. But yeah, that's exactly what happens. So it's good. To, that's a great combo. It's an excellent combo to have, yeah. have that. So yeah, you, you talk. Um, so um, what inspired the name of the press? Um, I don't remember how we came up with it. I mean, we just, like, we really yeah. like witch stuff. I don't yeah. think there's even like much of a... Yeah, we're just both a little bit spooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie and Amelia, a little bit spooky. <laughs> That's going to be the biopic. That's yeah. the Coven Edition's biopic. <laughs> Sounds, great. Sounds great to me. Well, you know, yeah. the thing the thing about that I was thinking about that has to do with um, witchy supernatural stuff is there's a there's a lot of fe uh, feminine agent, female agency in that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think it kind of came from this idea that like a coven is like a collaborative space yeah. and you, you work together and you know engage in spooky rituals together such as editing and writing <laughs> yeah and especially since like our first of uh, like launch when we first appeared at the ottawa small press fair that was when we first launched our first three little broadsides Mm -hmm. and it was around Halloween time yeah it was like two weeks after Halloween yeah. and we had all these great ideas for like yeah. themed publications we wanted to we ended up actually doing some of them the next year yeah. like we I think we had the idea for um Conjuration Conjuration yeah in like 2017 mm -hmm. and we were like this would be so fun but we don't have enough time to do it in time for Halloween this year so we'll yeah. do it for Halloween next year yeah. <laughs> and it worked out so wonderful yeah and like yeah. the the spooky season always was like the most fun for us because we'd put yeah. out these theme publications we'd have our halloween book launch we'd have like mm -hmm. a big halloween party usually at like avant-garde bar or oh yeah bar robo bar robo mm -hmm. <laughs> all these great places yeah I, it, yeah the avant-garde seems like it would be a great place for 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 that i i haven't been well i, I now i feel like i miss i haven't been there in so long now the avant-garde that's uh it's the best, honestly. They yeah. ended up after we lost Bar Robo as a venue because I think yeah. they closed or something. Yeah. Um, we ended up looking around and we found Avant Garde because a friend of mine had played a show there and was like, "Oh, talk to." Uh, I think his name is Alex, the owner. Yeah. Right. And I uh, I reached out to him and he was so nice. I was like, you know, I know it's last minute. I'm really sorry, but do, is your bar available on Halloween? <laughs> and he was like yeah we, we have one event but it doesn't start till 11 so if you can be done before 11 o'clock you can have the bar um, wow 
Yeah, that doesn't, he doesn't charge for the space. It's like a super like community focused space. He doesn't charge oh. money for the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's the one who runs the bar most yeah. of the time anyway too. So such he's a happy jam. to come in. Yeah, and do that for us. Yeah, I was, so he ended up being our go-to venue for a couple of events in a row, and he was so awesome. Would always accommodate us. Would always have the sound system set up for us. Knew exactly what we needed, and and it was such a great. Vibe and he started tab too. for us as yeah. soon as we walked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's ideal. I mean, I remember years ago going there for the inwards readings uh, when they when inwards uh, moved basically moved out of stopped doing stuff just within Carlton. I think the avant garde was the first place that they used to hold their readings or one of the early places. And I used to go there uh, between there and Cafe Nostalgic at Ottawa U. Those were the, you're covered. Yeah, <laughs> you're covered. Yeah, all those years ago. That's it. So that's sort of yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm feeling a little cafe nostalgic for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So yeah, talking, uh, so um, in 29, at Conjuration, which I happen to have been in, so I I have a copy of it here. It's this really cute little um, publication. It's got like sort of silvery paper and it's got a nice uh, binding, little sewn binding and small poems by, uh, I think, uh, did I know everyone in, did I know everyone in here? Let's see. No, I I guess there, I guess I didn't know. um, a couple of uh, yeah. writers who were not as much part of the Ottawa scene. That's right. Alicia okay. de Cesare and Hollow River were the two that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who just appeared in our latest issue of Death Cow back. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. It's been a while since we've published him. And he's a friend of ours also from University of yeah. Ottawa who's... Really? Studying, uh, yeah, he's studying music at Berkeley College in Boston. Okay. And um, has, like, kind of not been doing much poetry writing and has been focusing on songwriting and so now killing it at it too yeah now he's like oh i'm getting back into poetry writing and sent us a couple pieces for death cap this month so that's actually funny that yeah. you mentioned him. <laughs> it's funny yeah and, and the thing is too i have copy number 48 in a limited run of 48 so i find that yes. really cool. i would like that i like getting the last one or you don't usually get the first one but the last one is good too so in yeah. october 2019, you published Grimoire, which is a 14-page chap anthology featuring the work of 11 uh, women. On your site, you write, as repositories of collective knowledge, a grimoire or spell book treads on the line between the real and the magic. By mixing incantations and prayers with sciences such as botany and astronomy, the practice of recording invocations serves as a unique way to explore collective knowledge, imagination, and the world of phantasms. Phantasms. I like that. That's good. It goes well... Um, with the name of the press, the idea that a coven is a group of witches. Um, and I guess we've already sort of covered the idea of what what the idea of the witch that interested you or seemed fitting for the press. So Grimoire was kind of that publication that uh, that came with that. I have a physical copy of it and I love its black uh, cover and the way it was designed. Do both of you do the design work or is that the task of one of you in particular? Um, so we come up with all of our ideas together yeah, and work collaborative and stuff, but Mia was the one who made all of those ones because that's I had, true. I had just moved to England I to go teach. You moved to England. Oh, yeah. So Mia oh. did all of the work. Oh my God. Uh, I forgot. All of the hand stitching. It was so hard. <laughs> Probably with blood, sweat, and tears. There was, there was all three, all of the above. Blood, sweat, and tears involved. Wow. <laughs> lots and lots of love. Yeah, but we usually collaborate on like coming up with what the cover designs are going to look like and things like that. Yeah. I do most of the uh, interior layout um, stuff, like the um, like 
like editing and yeah editing laying out the books that, yeah um on on my computer and Steph actually takes most of the online design and all of our social media posts she designs and stuff <laughs> and uh, every issue of, you. <laughs> no you do you kill it I don't know how to use Twitter like I don't know how to use Instagram <laughs> and um and every issue of death cap so yeah. I've got I feel like we're like the online editor or the print editor yeah <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting uh Amelia for for uh, the layout and design what do you do you use something like InDesign or do you use just like word perfect or word sorry oh, what I say? Um, <laughs> Woo. A software called iStudio. Oh, um, iStudio. Okay. It's like InDesign dupe. Um, I can't afford the InDesign subscription. No. Subscriptions are insane. Um, <laughs> but it, it has all the same functionalities in design. It's just not as sleek and pretty. But it definitely has like all the tools that we need to make our books look the way that we imagined them. Yeah. <laughs> How did you, how did you learn, did you, were you using it before uh, Coven Editions or did you just kind of figure it out as you went along or? Um, so I worked on the Ottawa Arts Review mm -hmm. in my undergrad and that was like my first sort of poetry editing experience when I was the VP Literary um, at UOttawa. I, I ran Blue Mondays at Cafe Nostalgica and nice. also worked on the Ottawa Arts Review and I kind of got thrown into that head first. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but the editor in chief quit and there was no one to fill the role. And it was like, <laughs> boom, here you go. You're the editor now. And I was like, holy shit. So um, I used InDesign for that and I kind of muddled through. So I had a, an idea of what I was doing by the time Coven was more than just an idea. Yeah. Um, I think our first few things though, we designed in something else. We probably designed on like, google docs on google docs like, it was right. so yeah like patchwork we had yeah we didn't, couldn't afford any software we couldn't afford a printer we like couldn't afford freaking anything yeah i'm pretty sure we printed everything on my tiny little oh my printer for school because i was going to teacher's college oh my god you have when i when the first the first newsletters that i ever did um at um well at the university of Ottawa, I, when i was at the school of translation there was uh one i was involved with called papyrus le papyrus at the yeah. school of translators well I, and we did it like we had like a daisy wheel printer so yeah he's just like you know, the, the, the pin feet on the side you wouldn't you know, anyway, yeah and it was exactly like that's kind of that kind of speed and that kind of slowness oh, i can't even believe it anymore that we yeah. did that we we ended up getting a laser printer online like I, I think I found it on Kijiji for yeah. like a hundred dollars or something. It was such a steal, and we we're still <laughs> we're still gonna use it. Yeah. we're using it till it dies. It's been a few years now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but you um you decided to do hand stitching. Are are all of your uh, have all of your works been the physical works been uh, like a hand stitch like the chapbook so far? Is that what you have you is there do you what's what do you love about the uh, that um, aesthetic the hand handmade all of it. Everything. Where do we start? Um, where to start? We are both perfectionists. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I think it's just very rewarding to work on something for so long and like see it come out perfectly the way that we want to. Yeah. It is deeply satisfying. And also like there's something about the like book binding methods. So we get to learn different book binding techniques and kind of experiment with what looks different ways and find like find uh, a form that suits the poetry that's in it you know what I mean yeah like, 
you can read the poems and we'll read through the whole like PDF manuscript that we get from the writers and we'll already be thinking, oh God, wouldn't it yes. look so good with this kind of binding? Wouldn't it be so good with this kind of cover to like try to bring oh, out? What about this color of uh, the book cover and then this Ooh, color contrast the binding? binding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like from the moment we read the title and just like the first few poems, we, only, <laughs> we already have oh, ideas. Geez. Oh, sorry. That's my, my little, my son. <laughs> my Muppet yeah so from like the moment we start reading we already have so many ideas yeah and we were definitely really inspired by other like uh small presses doing that kind of work like mm-hmm. I remember obsessing over apartment nine oh yeah applications when Cameron was first yeah, doing like Cameron all of his beautiful work. beautiful hand-bound chapbooks and I was like I want to fucking make that yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I actually ever went to a small press fair, I'm so embarrassed, was the first one that we ever did as company. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I can't believe you ever came to see me when I was there I'm with our art review. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that was the first event that I had ever been to and I was walking around and I remember seeing Cameron Ancy's booth with his books and I was just so mesmerized and I bought a copy and I was like, this, this is what I want. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's just so beautiful. And it's so fun to learn all the new skills that come with it. Dat Riot too. Like Puddles of Sky. Puddles of Sky with like the, the stamped poems. Like it's so tactile. There's yeah. something about, like, the materiality, like, the tactile, physical book copy that I think, like, Steph and I are just both obsessed with. So yeah. <laughs> it's so satisfying to, like, hand make these beautiful books. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I totally get that. I, the first time I ever heard about chapbooks, I was taking a Seymour Main's creative writing workshop. No <laughs> How many people have said Seymour Ray's yeah. name on this well, podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, quite a few. And that was that was in like that was in like 2000, 2001. And what we did is we he had this he still has I guess this little press called Friday Circle where he publishes people who've been in his class and the creative writing class. And I in fact I have my first chapbook is it was published through that. And so we said, Charles and I said, well, we we'd heard about this small press fair thing in Ottawa and we we knew Rob McLennan and we thought it would be fun to go. We'd never gone. And so we went and we sold copies of this chat. We made like 40 bucks. Yeah, poetry. I know, but we were hooked. To the, we were hooked on the chapbook, and and uh, you know, so we really got into it. We're we're getting a little bit. Uh, it's for me. Just I don't have the abilities to do the the hand stitching and stuff. So, uh, but I, I mean, I love it. I love seeing that too. Did you learn? Um, did you did you find like did you try to learn how to do that, or how did you? You just was it just trial and error, or did you just uh, yeah, kind of just learn everything on the fly? And we yeah. Said, <laughs> We, we stuff, do still. We'll see something out there. And we're like, wow, that's really nice. I wonder how you do that. And we'll just try and <laughs> figure it out. Um, Steph and I are both really like crafty, artsy people. Oh, so good. we learned to how to like sew. Yeah. Like <laughs> basics. So <laughs> it was so, like, what is it? You just sew paper. It's a bigger, bigger needle, bigger thread, and it's paper. So I'm sure we can fucking figure it out, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I feel like it is a lot of trial. We learned how to do uh, lino cut printing Ooh. for. Oh, wow. For yeah. 
for Grimoire yeah. cover and also Francis Boyle's Shards and um, Rachel Fernandez uh, Winchester. Winchester. Yeah. And there was one more. Lori Coneskin's uh, yeah. Three Movements with the hand on the front. Um, and yeah, so we like we were like that would be cool. Yeah. So I went and I bought a bunch of linoleum blocks and some some uh, speedball ink. And wow. we just designs. Steph drew up some designs, and I was sitting there carving these little yeah. blocks. Like I don't fucking know how to do this. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, I really did. I have to say, like one of my favorite ones, I think, is the one that I lino cut. It was the Winchester one. Oh yeah, it's and I had like chosen that window specifically from the Winchester house, and. Wow. This beautiful stained glass yeah. window. It looks so cool. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, that's the one that has to be on the cover. And I made it and we, we printed the first one and it was, oh, mm. it was so nice. Mm. <laughs> and also though, I think that it's like nice because every copy is like a little unique. Every copy, it has yeah. like that like little touch of handmade imperfection. Yeah. Perfection yeah. That, yeah. uh. You know, like some Every of the copy, everybody's copy is special. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the titles, like when you stamp it, aren't exactly centered. Some of them are a little higher. Some of them are a little lower. Mm-hmm. They're not all exactly aligned. It's not like when you fire off a bunch of copies on a printer and everyone is exactly the same. same. Yeah, yeah. No, it's beautiful. Found by a print shop, like you make me really miss going to the Ottawa Small Press Book Fair. <laughs> I feel like. Oh. Oh. Well, oh. that's why we started Death Cap. We were like. What are we supposed to do in a pandemic? Yeah. Like, oh, we need to publish something like and have it be immediate, you know, like like a broadside. Like yeah. where you can just circulate it and people are happy to have it already. That's Instead it. of a book takes so long. Yeah. <laughs> well that's it. And and I was about to ask you about that too. So you've actually done, I guess now it's it's you're up to you started it in September 2020. It's your online magazine, and you're up to I guess now 11 issues, and you even had a, a small hi- hiatus this summer. So wow, you've really been going strong with that. What 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 inspired the name? So That's all you. <laughs> I was actually scrolling through our Facebook messages this morning because I remembered us having this conversation of what do we call our yeah. online magazine, and we were like. Do we go with something edgy? Do we go with something simple? And I thought back to when we were trying to name Coven and Mia had been throwing around the name Saxifrage. Saxifrage, yeah. Because yeah. I like the flower. Saxifrage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Saxifrage? It's it's a little yellow flower. Okay. Um, it grows in like Arctic conditions and it grows through rocks. Like it can, it's, oh. it has this tiny flower and this big root system and when it its root system spreads through crevices and rocks it can like break through rocks and it's this little wow cute little yellow flower mm-hmm. it grows all over the arctic and like northern ontario and stuff like that yeah. and it's mentioned in a poem by i think uh william s burroughs um the poem is called a sort of a song a sort of a song that was, mm. yeah it's great yeah. like i just i remembered her having this idea for that name when we were naming Coven. And so I was like, what if we went with a natural theme again? Or what about Saxifrage or Saxifrage? And we were just throwing out a few different names. And then I was like, what, what about, about a mushroom? Yeah, <laughs> Amanita. And Mia was like, that seems like I'm mouthful to say every Amanita. time. Amanita. <laughs> Amanita. Which is funny because actually now there I know an artist in Toronto who goes by Amanita Designs. So it's probably a good thing we didn't take that because she already used these. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then I was just like, all right, what about the common name then? Death Cap. 
and just kidding. Yeah, it's the common name for the Amanita mushroom because it's like a mildly toxic, hallucinogenic mm-hmm. mushroom <laughs> that's very common. It's like the most uh, commonly recognized uh, mushroom. It's the one yeah. with the white stalk with the red half right. with the white spots, like mm-hmm. the Super Smash Bros mushroom, yeah. the Mario Party mushroom. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's great. Well, it's a great name. I mean, I really liked it when I heard it. And I went through the issues and I, I'm really struck by the variety of voices that uh, especially a lot of them are new to me. So, for example, Sarnab Tufal in issue one, a Pakistani protest whose poem, The Day Her Mother Died, it's such a powerful and memorable. It's a short poem. It packs so much punch. Like I've gone back to that poem several times. And one of my... Uh, uh, favorite writers is Sneha Subramanian Kanta, who I've published in both Bywords and also Experiment O. So it was really good. She, her work is full of love and voluptuous images, and I really adore her. Yeah. I'm very privileged with the kind of people who have been submitting to us. We Absolutely. have such a good variety of like new and established writers. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then there's also um, Ben Berman Gans opening lines to Asylum St. Skies in the most, well, I guess in the October issue, not the most recent issue, you know, because there's now there's a November one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, he said, he, starry skies connect ink and skin to mind. I absolutely love that. Like, I just yeah. I remember reading that in our submissions folder and being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We usually oh. read all of the submissions together. So okay. we're usually just sitting together either on two phones over a laptop and we're just reading through the poems going, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Like, Which one are you reading now? Which one are you reading? I'm on the third one. Okay, okay. We're sitting beside each other, quietly reading them on separate devices and then reacting at the same time. Oh, I just got to that line. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's like what I say for me is if I get poem shiver, then I, you know, then I, yeah. I don't... I don't need to have a perfect poem. Like uh, there are a few things that will stop me. Like if there's a kind of um, sometimes if there's like a, a big wrap up finish, then I don't like it as much. Or, uh, you know, sometimes uh, there are things, but poem shiver, it just has to be one image or one line or, or a few words that, yeah, that's what gets me through those. So, yeah. And, and you also published fiction. I loved uh, Vance's Emily uh, Vance's what my mother never told me in the October issue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was striking and creepy and fun. So yeah, so are you both reading all of like fiction and poetry, or is one of you more inclined towards one genre or another? Uh, well, we originally started Death Cap with the idea that we would do both poetry and fiction or prose writing, I guess. And yeah. I was fighting for it because I really enjoy prose writing as well. Yeah. Jeff's definitely got more yeah. of a fiction background than me. Yeah, so that was more, that was me. But we realized over time we, were, we weren't receiving as many submissions for prose, yeah. especially like the nonfiction. Um, so we're like, I was really gutting focus. for nonfiction. I really yeah. like, oh, yeah. like things like that, mm-hmm. but we, we didn't get a single yeah. nonfiction prose yeah. submission. So we, we decided <laughs> to focus back on poetry and kind of hone it in a little bit more again. Yeah. So. I think we're probably going to be publishing almost exclusively poetry going forward. Unless we get something really cool submitted. Like, we'll always keep our doors open. (laughs) No, it's hard. I've been running Experiment O now as part of Angel House Press. For it, like this is our 14th issue that just came out on the weekend. It is so hard to get prose. It is so hard to get. I I find it really difficult. We really want, you know, this kind of experimental prose yep. or yep. like flash fiction that 
you know, not just, it can be like a one-off, like yeah. short little flash fic piece. It's yeah. Really, and it's, it's difficult to solicit. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it is like a challenging form. Like I don't write a lot of flash fiction because I find it challenging. So maybe it's just that yeah. there aren't that many people who are comfortable writing I think it's just figuring things out. And I wanted to ask you actually, like, um, how I wanted to ask you actually about that, because you do publish such a range of diverse voices. And, and what do you do to get your calls out? Like, where do you, where do you, and I'm asking this as, as also a, a favor to me, because I'm always trying to get our calls out, especially for underrepresented voices, you know, so, and I find you really do in, in, in Coven Editions and also Death Cap, you really do have a good representation of different, different people there. So, I don't really know how to answer that. I, like, we haven't had a lot of difficulty getting yeah. um, a variety yeah. of voices. I think just because, I mean, like, we're both queer. Yeah. Um, so we are automatically, like, involved in these circles. So we get a lot of submissions from queer writers, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know. Um, Fantastic. I am more involved in um, a lot of people of colors, like, writing and collaborating with other writers of color and so I think that there's also a kind of way in there where people hear about us from kind of being involved in our circles mm -hmm. and we I don't know I think we just have always had like a an intention to be that way yeah. so it's it's come with the territory like when we started Coven it wasn't well we just want to publish writing that we like it was we want to publish yeah. more of things that we don't see because yeah. these English degrees where all we read was like fucking Wordsworth and yeah, like exactly. just dudes all time. goddamn Roberts. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's the first thing that um I have an issue with when someone says I just publish what I like. And the thing about that is is if all you're exposed to especially when you're a white person and all you're exposed to is this, uh, this white settler stuff, like, you know, straight. And, and that can happen so easily. Can happen. I, I'm not straight, apparently. I learned that a few years back, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I was really, um, I was really exposed to, to, to a lot of that. And it, it kind of, it's just voices that drown out everyone else. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and there's always yeah. a big push to try not to do that. The, yeah, the fact that we have like a a track record, quote unquote, now of publishing <laughs> voices like that has been very encouraging for people to submit to us. Yeah. Like we've had a lot of first time writers submit to yeah. us. Yeah. And it's so exciting when people Love send that. us those emails and they're like, this is my first time submitting a poem yeah. for anywhere. anywhere. Like, anywhere. <laughs> and yeah, me and I just get giddy. We're just like, yay. <laughs> oh, I know it's great. We For, for Bywords, we have, uh, we've had situations where the, f the first poem that the person has ever submitted to us wins the John New Love Poetry Award. So like <laughs> first one they've ever submitted any Anywhere wins an award, uh, and the judge is someone like Aaron Moray or something. You know, yeah, so, oh my God. <laughs> if that was me as like an early twenties writer first submitting my work anymore, I think I would have I would have crapped my pants. Like, <laughs> I I almost cried the first time I got an envelope in the mail from Bywords with a five dollar check on it. I was like, I've made it, Mom. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, this is, I know. We used to have problems because people would would frame the checks and not cash them, right? But now, now you can do it with, you can just do it on your phone and stuff. So, so they can frame it and also cash it, which is good. Yeah, we check and frame it too. <laughs> there you go. That's it. 
that's one of the benefits of, of Bywords. Yeah, we're fortunate we get support from the city, so or we have been, so we can pay people, which is good. I'm yeah. working. I'm working on something now um, so that we can pay, so the Angel House Press can pay our writers for our online magazine next year. So, uh, so uh, yeah. that's something I've, I'm hoping to do that as well. We've been, we've had honestly such a hard time mm -hmm. qualifying okay. for any funding. Oh, I know, I know. We're such a micro press. Our circulation numbers aren't high enough. Like we don't qualify for mm -hmm. any um, yeah. writer publisher grants. Like, yeah. so it's so difficult, but. We're the city of Ottawa, you might be able, you might be able to get the city of Ottawa. I mean, you just, the city of Ottawa, I would say have an advisory group, like have a steering committee, uh, other people that are, that are local. They have to live in, in the city in order well, we don't to anymore. We're in Waterloo now. Oh, you're, so whichever, whichever program there is there. Uh, Sorry, there, for some reason I know you're in Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, I, I moved here for my master's okay. uh, last year. And when Steph came back, from England, she was in Ottawa, and I, I feel like I was like half joking. I was like, "Why don't you just move to Waterloo and live with oh, yeah. me?" She's like, "Okay." <laughs> I love Waterloo. I did my I did my um my French uh, I did my BA and my masters in uh, in French in Waterloo actually. Oh no! Way. Many years ago now. So yeah. At Laurier. What's that? At Wilfrid Laurier. Well, no, I did at U of Waterloo actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. The other one my master's at Wilfrid Laurier and it was really nice I, I really enjoyed it it was so different from uh University of Ottawa's like yeah. English department. <laughs> you Ottawa's English department is so um like canonical you know like yeah. you yeah. medieval British literature 16th century British literature 17th 18th 19th yeah. century British literature modern British literature I'm like okay are we done with the Brits yet <laughs> and yeah. um Laurier's is so much more modern. There's so many contemporary Canadian writers. We like got That's to great. With different writers. It was very cool. Is I think um, I don't know. Is she there? Tannis McDonald? Is she at Wilfrid Laurier? Oh, I know. Yeah, she. Um, I know the name Tannis McDonald. I didn't yeah. have a professor, but I definitely. She's a great writer. I love. Yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love. I uh, love her uh, book. Uh, uh, mobile is a really fantastic uh, poetry book. So if you it's about yeah. walking, women yeah. and walking, it's, it's fantastic. Um, the other thing uh, that you have in, at, as part of Death Cap is you have a community section, which you've published uh, some great inf in interviews. You've published one with Bayrock and Staubert and also uh, Corey on their chapbook and the revitalization of Inuktuit uh, and uh, the act of telling stories of the North. Um, and I like that you ask about a cause or organization that the interview wants interview you wants to share as well. That's really cool. Community is so important. What would you like to see in the community section and what's your vision for it? Because I know you don't have it every like you've had it a few times only because you probably don't get a lot of submissions for it. So. Yeah, so that's something I was hoping like we'd be able to have people saying, hey, I really want to like promote my X, Y, Z, you know, yeah. event publication book series yeah. whatever who could like reach out to us but it, it's kind of hard now of course like stuff is just starting back up uh, yeah so <laughs> we'll probably interview any of the upcoming writers we have so sure. we have um ellen chang richardson's oh, uh, assimilation tactics coming up um, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting a scoop now <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm running behind. Oh yeah. God, um, we think about you every day, though. <laughs> and so hopefully we'll have um, interviews with them coming out. Truly, I was like so excited to read those <laughs> those submissions when we received them. They were just so good. We got so many good chapbook submissions. We are. <laughs> That's great. All, yeah, 
Um, the trick to feeling safe at home in a Jenga is we're all from the same round of chapbook submissions, and we, wow. we like we'll pick one or two, and we yeah. decide we had to. <laughs> so we haven't done a chapbook haul in two years. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be sewing them all, you're going to need time to do all that too. So exactly, yeah. sure. and the pandemic didn't help very much because no. a lot of our materials were on oh back order, God. and it took so long. It was so yeah. hard to get our paper our, for our covers. I was still in England when we were organizing this. Oh my gosh. Uh, like, oh my gosh, yeah. And it also it cost us about twice as much. It costs, our materials cost us about twice as much. Uh, for this yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to ask you too. If, if you're, if you're, um, have you made any changes to your process or vision um, because of the pandemic or related to, and I guess the price of, of materials is one thing. And, yeah, well, we always pride ourselves on trying to source as much of our materials locally or from right. small businesses. Yeah. <clears throat> and during that pandemic, it became very difficult. It became very difficult to do those things. And so, especially yeah. like I moved here during the pandemic. So suddenly all of our like connections were back in Ottawa. Stuff was in England. Mm -hmm. Like everything was delayed. It was so difficult. But so one of the things we decided to do was uh, put broadsides on the back burner for yeah. the foreseeable future. We're not doing broadsides right now because there's no book fairs. There's nowhere to circulate mm -hmm. them. Right. Um, and starting Death Cap. Like yeah. Death Cap was a pandemic project. That yeah. was that was our um, our way to replace the the void left in our hearts by yeah. broadsides. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. not as handmade, but the issues are all lovingly curated yeah. and designed. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Those are great. So let, let's talk, let's talk again about what, are, uh, what are your latest uh, chapbooks that are either have come out or are going to come out uh, soon. And I'll, I'll make sure to include the site on the, uh, on the show notes and everything on, on slowmachinetalks.com. Yeah. So our two most recent publications were The Trick to Feeling Safe at Home by Katie Staubert and Dessa Bay Bayrock, um, as well as Inanjiga. Uh, by Aiden Corey and coming up Ellen Chang's Assimilation Tactics yeah, yeah. Um, so that's those are gonna be really yeah. good I'm very excited early in the new year probably yeah. oh, I don't even know don't look at me don't look yeah. at me with those deadline eyes <laughs> deadline eyes that's <laughs> probably the new year uh, no 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 we <laughs> won't pin you down to specific right. date. I'll be calling you on the phone. So where are those chapbooks? No, yeah, no. you told me in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I love these books so much. So I'm so excited that we're finally getting around to doing them. But it's been so sad over the past like year to keep updating the website, be like delayed, 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 delayed. <laughs> changing the dates. We originally oh. did want to have them out this summer. That's why. But yeah, the previous two books got pushed to this summer. So these ones got pushed another six months. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it has been a bit of a rough go, but I think we're getting back into the, we're getting back, back into the groove. Yeah. yeah. We're all on COVID time too, right? So, <laughs> and it, and everyone's sort of having to sort of just, be a bit slower about things too so i think that's yeah. okay i think we all of our expectations yeah i think that's a good idea so do you have any any kind of long-term vision that you like anything you're thinking of for the future for uh coven editions any, we any more big ideas a lot of ideas we have a lot of ideas a lot of plans actually the other day goals, yeah. the other day i turned to steph and i was like steph 
Do you ever think that we should turn Covenant Editions into like a real like publishing house and oh. uh, start making perfect bound books and start <gasps> like <laughs> books and we're like, hmm, we'll revisit this in a few years. <laughs> oh yeah, I get those ideas too. Like Charles and I get those ideas too, and and we just like we even we had a domain for a, a press even like that we we now use it just to keep our draft like stuff but we, we we're not going to do it but uh, yeah I, I have all kinds of I, I want to do things like I would love to have a for Angel House Press I'd like to have something called Angels at Play where it's like a kind of a crafty time and people just come over and just like make things and oh, that would make be so fun. well like we, yeah. we talked about having like yeah. a community space like the coven yeah. headquarters yeah. where we can publish our stuff and have like a multi-use space yeah. like yeah. i'm all i love knife fork books in toronto oh yeah yeah knife fork books. where are all of our only poetry bookstores i would start an only poetry bookstore called the witch's coven or something oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. We need stuff like that. And I have to say, Knife Fork Book, of course, is a place in my heart. Kirby is very dear to my heart. Yeah. Kirby came to town to read as part of Verse Fest, actually, just. Uh, and we had we had an actual in-person readings. And I haven't gone to an in-person reading since before the pandemic. And I read about it at night. So I went out. I went out to see Kirby. And it was just, uh, they were just fantastic. I mean, mesmerized. And the whole time was just, and I went for the rest of Verse Fest, like many of the other Verse Fest events, too. I I braved, you know, my fear of humans again. <laughs> and, you know, I was looking at the lineup last week and I was so sad. This is the first time I've ever missed Verse Fest since it started. I've yeah. never missed yeah. Verse Fest. Wow. And I was like, I want to I wanna go watch poetry at Knox. I want to yeah. go sit at Fox and Feather afterwards. And, and well, Fox and Feather is gone, but... Uh, yeah, it, it yeah. died. I actually saw that. That's so yeah. sad. Yeah. But that's it. That that's that's it. It was really nice. It was like it was like coming home just to be in the Knox Church and just to be surrounded by poets who I knew well yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah like, that were like like other than just like because normally I just talk to like the per person at the post office or the drugstore, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. After the grocery store cashier, now that's it. <laughs> that's it. Really, it's pretty much other than Charles. Like that's mostly who I've been talking. And of course, I talk to people on the podcast but not in person so sort of faced with a bunch of people both new like poets that were new to me and also it was great and then we went out a few of us went out afterwards to like we went to the manks or we went to Deacon. Yeah. Oh, it was man. it was quite I fun the manks. i was just telling someone in town one of my friends in waterloo about the manks and i was like no you don't understand it's, it's the best place ever if i ever open a pub i want it to be like the manks <laughs> That's it. So, so yeah, it was really quite lovely. Although I think now we're kind of, I planned a cocoon again because it sounds yeah. a little bit, uh, do you, do you have anything else you'd like to discuss while we're, while I have, have the luxury of having you both here about Coven, about Death Cap, about uh, anything else? Uh, well, I, yeah. I'm just like, we're on the topic. I'm so excited for us to be able to do book launches again and do oh, events yes. and stuff. Great. Um, either here in Waterloo or in Ottawa yeah. or in Toronto now that we're kind of between the close yeah um because Ellen her book is coming out and she's based in Ottawa oh yeah and so we can have like multiple book launches in different cities and stuff like that and um I'm, I'm working like part-time at a cafe in town here called Princess Cafe like right around the corner right and 
the <laughs> owner is a gem and he also has a background in literature and used to publish zines and all this stuff. Perfect. And he, he was telling me, oh, you know, if you ever need a space to host events, oh, use my. the cafe and you've got a space. Don't worry about it. And so wow. like, next year, yeah, book launches are coming back. Yes. <laughs> that, that sounds fantastic. I mean, I, I hadn't realized how much I, I'd convinced myself that I no longer cared about going to poetry readings. <laughs> it's amazing how we can bullshit ourselves. That's a coping mechanism. <laughs> so as soon as I got it, as soon as I started to hear people reading at, uh, at the Verse Fest, I was just like, wow. And then on the way home, I solved a problem that I've been having with a manuscript that I've, that's been rejected. I don't even, I can't even tell you how many times, but I, I figured out what was wrong with it. At least one of the, the big thing that was wrong with it, because yeah. I'd been listening to the voices of poets reading their work, it gave it to me. So yeah, yeah. I, I realize I do. We have some great uh, poetry readings coming up though, and I don't think I'll be attending, but anyway. <laughs> But uh, just for just just for the next while, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a little bit. What about your own uh, writing? Do you have anything uh, coming out or anything that you're working on that you want to discuss, or is it still a? This question is me as kryptonite. <laughs> Don't ask me about my projects. <laughs> Fair. I told my mom off. Your master's is a project. My, after I finished my master's in May, I guess, and I I told my mom offhand like. Well, maybe now that I'm done my master's, I'd like to like actually seriously consider writing a book. <laughs> and right. every single time I call my mother now, she goes, How's your manuscript? How's your okay. book? <laughs> I'm like, it is but a twinkle in my eye. The book <laughs> the book is a series of scribbled notes in the front of a notebook. It is nothing yet. It's yeah, not, it is embarrassed to be referred to as a manuscript. <laughs> so my current project is gaining the will to write a book yeah i've been working on that one for a while too yeah me too i have i have a novel that i say a novel not in progress that's how i refer to it yeah that's me i've got a work of creative nonfiction not in progress there you go <laughs> sounds good well, I'd like to thank you both for being on the show. Uh, thanks to Charles Earl for processing, to Jennifer Peterson for assistance with the intro and outro, to all of the people listening and sharing the episode. In December, I'll be speaking to Christine Snodgrass, the editor of Wave Global Gallery, a new visual poetry anthology, Jennifer Mulligan about the poetic elements of film. And then in uh, 2022, we're going to be talking a lot about sm to small presses and reading series with numerous presses from Canada, UK, Europe, and USA. So stay tuned. Thanks everyone for being on the show. Thank you to you both for being on the show. Thank you for having us yes. so much. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Small Machine Talks. The Small Machine Talks.